This is the Serious Sports Show. Also known as the Serious Sports. Only serious. Super serious. So serious. And welcome back. I like that. To that was a good that was a good length of an end. Thank you. See, you know how we keep complimenting each other yeah. on each intro. Yeah. It's kind of it's you boost self. Yeah, we're we're really like an equal opportunity um, podcast are. 100%. here. Um, this is a show. That's uh, yeah. Oh yeah, right. Uh, the serious sports show. Uh, it says it says, it says it right in the name. It's got a show right in the name, so you know it's a show. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Love we don't show. have to tell you that it's a show. You know it's a show, but we still like to reiterate that this show. is a show. It's a serious sports show. It's yeah, super serious. You never know. There's two hosts. Uh, you're one of them. I'm the other one. Um, yep. And we're the hosts. We're the hosts. Uh, you can call us the I'm hosts. David. And I am Mikhail. Uh, Mikhail. Yes. That's a that's that's good. I like that. Yeah, uh, my name's Michael, but uh, I used to have a bunch of uh, friends when I, well, I used to have a bunch of friends, RIP friends. Um, remember friends? Do you remember having friends? Are they, do you remember, <clears throat> so are, are your friends dead? No, just the concept of friendship You no friendship longer have friends, dead. or the show friends The, the show friends is over, uh, so that was what I was, the RIP was for. It was over before it started. To me, it was over before it started. Uh, they jumped the shark, like, episode half. Um, <clears throat> like episode yeah. zero yeah. in the pilot, it was over. Um, the pilot yeah, should have just the, the pilot should have just landed the plane. Um, Boom, that's it. Man, do you know do you know why they call the first episode a pilot? Yep. You do know why they call it that? I do. Why, why is it? Could you explain it? Because I don't. Do you don't know? No. Okay. Well, this is a serious sports show. It's because uh... it's, it's the first time it's on air. Anyway, so this is a serious yeah. sports show. A show that's super serious about air. sports. Um, I'm Michael, that's David, and we're going to talk about sports now. Yes. Um, so... And... Yes. So, uh, <clears throat> I am a Leafs fan, and you are a former Leafs fan. Yes. Yes. Um, how... Yeah. I, how do you... How, how do you... How do you feel? Well, I, so, I, I, I mean, this is sort of my first year as, like, an official, like, quote-unquote Leafs hater. Um... Yep. And... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel any better. I can tell you that much. Um, because there's still a part of me that deep down in my heart does kind of want them to win a little bit, you know? Um, not for me anymore, just for all the people in my life that do still care. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you're always going to be a Leaf fan at heart. I think so. Um, I think it's like, so, I mean, I, I've, I've put a lot of thought into this, and like with basketball and even with football, I can just throw on any game and I'll watch it. Yes. I could never do that with hockey. I... Certain teams, like I could, I was only ever watching Leaf games. I was only interested in what the Leafs were doing, who the Leafs were playing. I only saw the other teams that the Leafs would play. You know what I mean? So it's like I didn't even really know about half of the league. Um, yeah. Whereas, like with basketball, I'll literally like I've watched as much of the playoffs as I could get my hands on. And people are like, "Oh man, I don't care about this game." And I'm like, "Neither do I." But it's basketball, yeah. so like, I I think this year, this playoffs, I have watched. Uh, six playoff games. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I've been in uh, I've been working a lot. Like I've been I've been stretched pretty thin lately. As as all of our listeners know, I'm very busy. But it's been it's been cranked up to eleven the past couple weeks. 
Um, 12, even. Even 12. I, I could even see 13. 13? I could even see 13, possibly 14. 14. Um, so. 15, that's no. Any basketball that I have been watching, for the most part, has started in the second half. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, sort of, I'll, I'll occasionally get to check out, like, maybe the last couple minutes of the first half. Um, but more often yeah. than not, you know, sort of, I, I, I'm picking up as, you know, sort of things, quote unquote, get, yeah. get, get good. Um, yeah, when it's important. Because um, that's, that's for me, it's like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to watch a team just like have a great first quarter, like, and then, ha- oh, uh, like, nice. I don't know. It's tied up at half. Maybe it's the, as a Raptors fan, it's like, I've seen when the Raptors were bad, they'd go out and like stun somebody in the first quarter and then the good team would turn on and they would just like grind them down for the remaining well, three yeah. quarters. And I mean, it's, 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 this is the way I look at it too. It's if, in, let's say hockey, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're up two to one, mm-hmm. like oh, we're doubling their score. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's one goal in the first. Like it's yeah, if up you're up eighty-eight forty-four. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like that's way different. Yeah, it's a completely different thing, right? It's like if if you're up six-three. Yeah. That's like we're doubling their score. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's 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 your. your th- I saw fans kind of similar to where like the first quarter, it's like, man, you know, twenty-five to fifteen. It's like yeah, but, but it's, it's like it's only it's 10 only points. ten points, like. That's, it seems big now. Yeah, but it's like, that's that's five stops over three quarters <laughs> that they need to try to make. Exactly. Like, okay, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. So it's it's the last half that matters. It's like, oh, you you're up by ten going into the fourth. Yeah, yeah I think like if if you get hot yeah. in football, even like you could even say like for the most part, unless you know some games are crazy and you know, but for the most part. The fourth quarter is the most interesting part of a football game. Hundred percent. I mean, there's no more, no more like you throw a risk out the window if you're down. Yeah. The the way I saw someone put it is, uh, NFL teams have opening plays and closing plays, mm-hmm. and so you don't want to open up with a closing play like a hail mary, for no. example. This makes no sense. You want to opening plays, small runs, risk free. Try to get uh, a few touchdowns. Fourth quarter now, once you're up, you know, a touchdown or two, that's when you maybe start making a, a few more longer passes down the field. Or Well, and if we're talking about like, sort of football specifically, like a lot of teams will actually script plays to start a game or to start a half or to start a quarter or whatever it is. But, you know, by the, probably not to start a quarter, but to start a half or to start a game. So by the time you get to the fourth quarter, most of that's out the window. You know what I mean? A lot of the fourth quarter is the intuition of the players and, you know, sort of uh, moment-to-moment adjustments of coaches. And I think that's when it gets really interesting. But anyway, I think we're getting we're getting pretty off topic. I know you wanted to talk about the Leafs, and I'm sorry that I have taken us yeah, down yeah, this yeah. whole tangent, as I always do. It's it's like you said, it's equal <clears throat> parts on here, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's... We're just... As long as we're serious, it doesn't matter what we're talking about, so... It does not matter. So, yeah, the final uh, eight... Now in the NHL, uh, you have Colorado and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I think it's Col- Colorado won last night in overtime. I think it's their series. Then we have the Battle of Alberta, Calgary and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I, maybe Edmonton takes it, but I, I, I'd have to give it to just to Calgary. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't really know who either team has, but I feel like Calgary's just deeper because I know Edmonton, like, they, are. they got just the two like, of the best players in hockey and then not much else. Exactly. Um, they got like what, like Darnell Nurse? He's like their third best player. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, it's yeah, third or fourth. Cause, I mean, you have like uh, McDavid, Drysaddle, Nuge, 
and then you have yeah nurse yeah and i mean is, not, is ryan nugent hopkins great. even that good like is he that good like I'd... he he's a he's a he's a good second line because he was always just kind of like that third guy even in that like the original big three that edmonton had right like um yeah you know it was uh taylor hall was obviously the best player there uh, then it was jordan Nuge. jordan eberly was better than better than Nuge in my opinion and then ryan nugent hopkins was just always there and it was always like Oh yeah, he Ryan Nugent Hopkins to me. Watching him play now, this is years ago um, I, I'm, that I'm speaking from, and I may be telling tales out of school here. But um, to me, he's like Sam Darnold, where like okay. you see every once in a while he'll give you this incredible play, and you're like, oh man, he's got that. He can do that. Holy crap! What do we have in this guy? And then he just like doesn't do it again for like. 12 games yeah it's it's like oh wow like this this last season was his best he had i think it was 68 points yeah and so it's like that's not first line he, he was the first overall pick that's what i mean and i, I think so he's, the he's, sam darnold comparison is actually pretty good there um you know he's not nail yakupov he's not like a complete flame out or like like johnny manzel um you know he's had a good career he's he's, he's played but just kind of not lived up to expectations Exactly, and I mean, I mean that's. But he has always been—he's a lifelong Edmonton player. He's always been there. He's always kind of been like, like with Edmonton, you never have to worry about having a second line center. Yeah. It's like you just—we know he's You're there. Just gotta worry about everybody else. Everybody else, goaltending, defense. Because do like McDavid and Dreisaitl play on the same line now? Yeah, they have their whole. So career. like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they've just like legitimately like, okay, you guys do it. Okay, if you guys can outscore. Oh, yeah. The other team's four lines, we're good. If you can't, we're probably going to lose. That's what I mean, right? And it's like you have McDavid. I think what two years ago they had James Neal on the first line yeah. with Dreisaitl and McDavid. You can't keep up with that. And, no, but Neal had like 35 goals. Well, that too, yeah, because he was just wide open the whole time. Yeah, 35 goals and like 16 assists, because mm. they traded James Neal for uh, Lucic. Right, I remember and that. So they gave up Lucic, and I was like, well, this is a horrible trade. Like, who would do this trade? Like, I'd rather have Lucic, <coughs> this is gritty. Yeah. And then James Neal scores, like, 35, 36 goals. Yeah, and James Neal like, okay. is honestly one of those guys that, for me, like, growing up was a sick player. He was a guy that I did not enjoy when the Leafs played against. Um, you know, he was a guy that always kind of seemed to be in the right place at the right time. So, yeah, I guess I do kind of, I kind of get that from me. And he had just come off, like, a really, didn't he score, like, 50 with Vegas? I think it was like forty five. Yeah, like he like went 50. off in that first season with Vegas, and then got like a seven year deal. Yeah. with Calgary. Yeah, so you know, I I'm totally for people making their money. You know, like yeah, but I mean, like it's in that year or two was the year of bad contracts. Yes. you have like uh, Jeff Skinner, <laughs> Jeff Skinner in yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Like, eight years, like $88 million. Man, I did not know. Okay, can we just, like, stop for a second? I did not know that Jack Eichel got traded. What? Yeah, like, I just didn't care. Do you know what the whole story was with it? Wasn't there something about an injury and, like, he he said he was injured. They said that he wasn't. They wanted him to play. No, no, no. So he had a back injury, Mm -hmm. and the team recognized it, a back injury. And with this certain injury he had, uh, so there was always, like, option A surgery that every player always got. Yeah. And uh, then there's option B surgery, which no NHL player's ever gotten. Yeah. And he wanted to get it. And and he wanted to get it. Now the thing with option B surgery 
is that even if that didn't work, you could go get option A surgery. Mm-hmm. No problem. But the team didn't want to take any risks with option B, op, option B surgery. So like, we're not going to do that. No, so you slight, do option A, more you're risky not getting option. any surgery. Well, okay. So exactly. That's, that's kind of and there's, So he's like, well, I'm not playing then if I can't get the surgery. And then they, he didn't play for uh, almost a year and then got traded to Vegas, got the surgery. And now he's back playing fantastic again. It's wild. It's wild. And it's funny because the first game Vegas played in Buffalo, he goes, man, this is the loudest I've ever heard the crowd. <laughs> They're just so salty about it. I love it. Yeah. yeah, Jack Eichel is one of those, like, to me, I think now he's going to be more of a what if, because I think he could have been on McDavid, Matthews, on that franchise center list. Yeah. I think now you're looking at more of, like, a tier below that. Ilya Kovalchuk. Like good Ilya, Ilya Kovalchuk, yeah. Um, it's, it's like he's, he's borderline franchised, but it's like... I think attitude's a bit of a problem there, too. With you know what it is with hockey, I think, with me? Is a lot of these guys... It's like... Okay, whether this is right, right or wrong... Uh, I mean, a lot of in a lot of instances, I'm probably wrong. Um, but I don't like it when people get drafted, and I think I could beat them up. Like Marner? No, like Jack Eichel. Like, I just look... Like, he just looks like somebody I could beat up. I know I. He looks like, I know I uh, almost he, definitely couldn't. He's way bigger than me. He's way stronger than me. He's a professional athlete. But I look at him and I'm like, yeah, I could beat that guy up. Yeah, but he looks like the uh, robber from Home Alone. That's what I mean. Yeah, he looks like yeah. Like, <laughs> what is it, Harry or is that Lloyd? I don't know. No, I forget. Uh, actually, uh, I, don't I don't think know. that. I'm pretty sure that's Dumb and Dumber. Um, uh, Marv, Marv and Harry. Marv, Harry and Marv. Marv and Harry. Uh, Harry and Lloyd is is Dumb and Dumber. Um, so. Yeah, that you think that for me, it's just like you know, I just like I, I, I just think I could beat him up, even though I know I can't. But there's some, there's yeah. like, I, I just, I think I want to beat him up. That's the, you know. So anyway, I'm a bully. I'm a bully, guys. I'm a bully. Shout out, shout out. I'm a bully. The NBA. Yes. Final, final four. Yes, and something interesting that I don't think either of us realized. Um, yep. So we, I remember we talked about. It, I think it was on Rickley Rejects. It might have been on the show. Um, that in each conference, uh, the seeding was one, two, three, four. Yep. Right. For the finals, the seeding is, or for the for the conference finals right now, it is one, two, three, four. Yeah. So one and two That's in the crazy. east, three and four in the west. Like no upsets yet at all. Well, the, I mean the the lower seed won in both of the west series, and the uh, top top seed won in in both the, both of the east series. Oh, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. So it's the third and fourth seed in the West, and uh, and the first and second seed in the East. I just it's just something you know. I like numbers, so that kind of yes. stuff. I look at it and it just makes me happy. It's like oh one two three four one two three four one two three four. It's like <laughs> I'm happy. I'm also one of those guys that like twelve thirty four is more special than eleven eleven. Let's let's normalize that. Um, 12.34? Yeah, so like 12.34 p.m. or a.m. Yeah. instead of like 11.11 11 a.m. or p.m. I don't know. 11.11 11 is, is pretty, pretty dope. Pretty I just dope. I much prefer 1.234. It makes me happier. Um, I think it's like the, the, the musician in me. It's like, you know, one, two, three, four. You know, anyway. Um, so what were we talking about? Sports? Is this show about sports again? Where are we? Uh, this yeah, is a show. Just, hey, everyone, this is a show. Sports show now. This is just a sports show. We, we stopped being serious. We're not taking it as seriously anymore. Um, no, we hate sports, actually. Yeah, so the NBA playoffs. Yeah. I want to bring up the Heat because 
I think they're my favorites to win. Really? Okay. The whole thing. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think I, I might even agree looking with you. We're looking at Jimmy Butler, who's, <clears throat> who I think has been the most dominant player in the playoffs thus far. Mm-hmm. I think him, Luca, and Curry. You can kind of whatever. You can debate. They want like I'm. I'm not mad with Butler at three. And I'm not mad with him at one or two. Butler absolutely okay. dominated last night um, as well. Fantastic. Um, no. He's had five. He's had five forty-point games in the playoffs. I don't think in the regular season. Jimmy Butler has that game with Marcus Smart on the floor. Marcus Smart on the floor, though. Um, he is a really big part of that team, really big part of their defensive identity. Not having him in game one definitely hurt the Celtics. Um, yep. The green hair, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is legit. And I think it's really, really funny how he's come from like being a guy that was getting made fun of on Shaq and a Fool every week to defensive player yeah. of the year. Um, Which I, I don't think like, it's, I, it's tough because I don't think that Marcus Smart is going to get the recognition he deserves for Depoy. Because I look at guys like Rudy Gobert, Gian, Giannis. It's like when you're going through their resume, it's like Depoy, Depoy, MVP, so on, right? Whatever. And then it's like Marcus Smart is like nothing, 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 Depoy one year. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I feel like it's going to be overlooked. But I think the issue there is that Marcus Smart is not the best player on his team. No. Whereas Giannis is obviously the best player on his team. Gobert is arguably yep. the best player on his team. Um, yeah, and I, I don't. Like what's what? Like what's what's Phoenix do now? Like do they like get not Phoenix, Jazz? What do the Jazz do? I always get them mixed up. I always do. They, yeah, because the the, do, they, like they, the U, they don't play Jazz in Utah. Like that's a yeah. that's not a like. Do you, Phoenix, do you know why they're called the Jazz? So um. Well, they were going to be the Swamp Dread. <laughs> they were going to be the Swamp Dread. <laughs> no, they were originally the New Orleans Jazz. Which makes sense. That's the birthplace of jazz. Yeah, I guess it makes right? sense. Right? So then they moved the team to Utah, and they just kept the name. And yeah. there's just the Utah Jazz, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, Utah's a dry state. Like, they don't even drink there. Um, yeah, it's like like the Winnipeg Thrashers. That's what I mean. Yeah, it would have been like, yeah, if, if Winnipeg didn't change the name back, and it was, yeah, we're the Winnipeg Thrashers now. It's like, what does that even mean? They got a bunch of, like birds on there from like Atlanta and I don't know um yeah they got falcons on there and stuff and the Atlanta falcons are Winnipeg falcons yeah it's just like it just doesn't make any sense um but yeah I don't really understand what I'm talking about anymore so I'm gonna hand it back over to you David yeah 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 yeah, me I'm the I'm the guy for this job do this guy job um, this guy job. But we were talking about the Heat. Uh, you think the Heat are... And Marcus Smart's deep boy. Um, yeah, I think when I'm looking at the Heat in Boston, mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Butler... If, like it's, I know you can't really look at it this way, yeah. but I think Jimmy Butler beats Tatum. Okay. Uh, I think that Tyler Hero uh, is slightly below Jalen Brown. I, I would I say more than slightly below, but yes. I don't know. I don't know. I think this season, like six men of the year with 20 points per game. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, yeah, I guess that the, the value of that can't be overlooked. But Jalen Brown just does it every night. Takes a lot of the team's best matchups and just keeps going. Like, he, he is the second best defender on that team. Um, you know, and obviously he, he took Jimmy last night and Jimmy lit him up, but... 
Um, okay, so then I guess, okay, so then you have Brown better than Hero, sure. But who touches Bam? I mean, Rob Williams is pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, he's been injury prone too. Though. But I mean, it, for for like you know, the Heat depend on Bam for scoring. The yep. Celtics depend on Rob for rebounds and stopping the other center from scoring. Yeah, you know, so but if, I mean, if Bam's not hitting, the Heat aren't hitting as hard as they could be. You know what I mean? Like, but the thing is that Bam brings solid defense as well. He does. He does. And so it's like, if Bam isn't hitting. Like it's, then to me, if he's not, if Bam isn't hitting his shots, he's still equal to Rob Williams. And did Lowry play last night? I did not. No, I didn't, okay. he missed game. So, um, you know, I think Lowry could be a real X factor. We we are both well aware of what Kyle Lowry can do, yeah. and honestly, I'd love to see him win another chip. So, um, that would not make me sad if the Heat won at all. And I could, I, I think I could see them with a with a real legitimate chance of doing it. But I could say the same thing about Boston. You know, um, I think that's a team that's built through the draft. They've done it the right way. They've developed from inside. Um, you know, brought in a couple of, of key vets to to put them over the top. But for the most part, like you know, both of these teams, I'm happy with. They're, yeah, they're they're both sort of built that way. I mean, I guess the Heat with Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler and, and and Kyle Lowry, they've they've been guys that they brought in from the well, outside. But you know, <clears throat> speaking of Kyle Lowry, did you hear about the vote that all the GMs are having for a new offensive foul rule? No. So if you so the Kyle Lowry foul, rule, so basically, well, that's actually it's uh it's interesting. I, I like it. So if you uh if you commit an offensive foul, so for instance, if you charge, mm-hmm. then the uh, person you charge mm-hmm. gets a free throw and possession. One free throw in possession. I like that. So you can see Kyle Lowry averaging 40 a game. Oh, but, I mean, you'll just see so many guys taking charges, and that's really what they're looking for, right? Is they, they want to yeah, see a bit more defense down at the down at the rim. So Yeah, a bit more defense. And if you're not a guy that can get up and, and block a shot like, or something like that, you know, like that's, exactly. that's, that's what you can do. And I think they're seeing a – I think the NBA is seeing a, a rise of big men again. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to – Balance it out before it gets too crazy. Well, yeah, you have you, you have know, three guys playing bully ball on the league right now because they're small. Yeah, you have guys, exactly, guys like Jokic, Jokic and Giannis, Giannis, and, and Embiid. Embiid are absolutely bullying the whole league right now. Like if if they're if the other team is scoring six seven points a game because they're taking fouls, mm-hmm. you know what I mean or yeah. whatever. But that's like, the thing is like all these guys can make their foul shots. You know what I mean? It's not there's no hack a shack situation here where you can just like you can all. foul them and and get free possessions. Um, you know, yeah. so yeah, like I, I think you're you're I, gonna see you're gonna see some changes, and taking a charge is yeah. something everybody can do. Yeah, every, every everyone in the league should essentially have the foot speed to do it, or you wouldn't make it in the league, right? Like that's uh, exactly uh, with with the exception of like you know the Kyle Andersons of the world who who play in slow motion, <laughs> but um, you know I think a lot of that Love is it. just is just age, and he's he, he's had an old man game from the jump. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I did want to bring up Phoenix because yeah. I think they've come to a crossroads with DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. who's hurt and I heard it this year. Mm-hmm. Only played 17 minutes in the last game. He did not have a very good game. He did not look very good on the defensive end, man. Um, and I know, like, uh, Monty Williams was like, yeah, you know, it's internal. It's not about his performance. It's internal. Yeah. So I saw a trade, and 
I don't know what to think about it. I, I half love it, mm-hmm. and I half hate it. So if he were to get a max deal, it would be five years. It would be $30 million this year, then 34 then 38 then 40 and then 42 Yeah. Next five years. So trade that was uh, proposed, I saw, uh, mock trade, was DeAndre Ayton, one for one, for Pascal Siakam. I... And I don't know. It was so much. Like, you have Nick Nurse, who I think can help somebody like Aiden with defense. He's younger. He is cheaper. Right now, I mean, well, but I mean, he's he's gonna want the, he's gonna want the max, right? Like, well, yeah. If, even if it gets the max, though, the next three years, yeah, he will. Be, well, the next two years will be cheaper. Year after that, be three million dollars more. Yeah, and then at the end, he's gonna be like what, like. 10 million more but I mean but like he's 23 he fills a position of need though and that's exactly. more so than I think Pascal does right now like Pascal I think like you know I've talked about him a lot I I love his game I love what he's brought to the team yeah. I love what he's done but I think we have too much of it maybe at a yeah. higher efficiency level other places in the team I mean it's gonna come, come to a point to where Either OG, <coughs> Scotty Barnes, or Pascal have to go. Yeah. And Scotty's not going. And to me, I don't want OG to go either. I don't want OG to go either. I think Pascal is at the peak of his potential in trade value. I don't think he's going to get... Like, he no, was, are you, he are you converted he on OG? Um, are you converted on OG and an OB? Have, I... Have you... Have you uh... See, with OG, I see... I see a bit of a mini Marcus Smart in him. Yeah. That deep hard potential, but but he's got but length. What though. I'm saying, yes. Imagine yes, Marcus nice. Smart at like six seven, right? Like, but what I'm saying is that if someone offers a trade, I wouldn't say that OG's untouchable. No, and I'd I wouldn't say, say I would say, would say Scotty Gary Trent and, and Gary, yeah, Scotty Gary Trent or Fred may be untouchable, and maybe like you know, well, I was gonna say whoever they bring in this year, but oh right, that's Thaddeus Young. Thanks, Thad Young. Um, so we have Thaddeus Young instead of a uh, guy from a really deep draft. Great. Um, <clears throat> but at least we don't have other buddy. Other buddy? That guy? I don't, I don't I forgot his name because I don't like him so much. On the Nets now. Dario, Dario, Mario. Oh, uh, Goran Dragic. Yeah. Him. Yeah, I didn't even really like ever consider him a raptor um when he played like 10 games when he came in talking all that noise about toronto i was just like i wasn't and then wasn't into it posted like 10 laughing emojis when we got eliminated yeah it's like bro you were out you got got swept swept. like what are you laughing about and you have kd and kyrie on your team yeah and had Harden. yeah and you tried like don't don't say anything yeah you guys were trying your hardest um, so yeah, but uh, but I, I do like the potential. I think it's a win-win for both teams because you have Fred VanVleet, Gary Trent, OG, Scotty Barnes, Aiton. Yeah. Then you have Chris Paul, uh, Devin Booker, Cameron Payne, Mikhail Bridges slash Siakam in there. Yeah, I think that's uh, borderline. To me, that, that's, that's borderline. That's missing a piece. You know, I think the I think the I think the Suns take a step back. If, it, if it's I don't know. I, I don't. It's it's tough though. Maybe I mean Aiden's value is is high as well. I think maybe if okay. I think Ibaka is going into efficiency this year, 
If the Suns can sign Ibaka and trade Aiden for Pascal, then you have Chris Paul, Booker, Cameron Payne, Pascal, Ibaka, and then you have uh, Mikhail Bridges. No, I think Ibaka does a does a farewell tour in Toronto. I don't think this year's his farewell tour, but I mean, how did he play last year? Like, he was hurt a lot. Um, did not play a lot. At the beginning, he had a couple good uh, games. Like he, like he had Ibaka stats. I feel like he only played like thirty games tops. Let me see here. He played 35 with the uh, Clippers and 19 with Milwaukee. So 54 games okay. played. Okay. So a little over and, half a season. Yep. And he, with the Clippers, he averaged 6.6 <coughs> points. 6.6 uh, points. He had four rebounds and one assist. With Milwaukee, he played better. With seven points. Five rebounds, one assist. So I definitely think he could, he could be a great addition with the team there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, still has still has a little bit of gas in the tank. And I'm sorry, Serge Ibaka, yeah. like Ibaka, Serge Ibaka, But I think he it could be solid. He's good defensively. He has a good good shot. But just talk, talking about off season there. Yeah, yeah. Where do the Leafs Where do the Leafs go from here? Oh, I mean, so I think. Um, Shanahan confirmed that Dubis and Sheldon Keefe are staying. So, yeah, that's not happening. Um, but, like, for me, I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, like they need they need to do something. Like, they, they, they just, you can't keep doing the same thing year after year. Um, but it's like you have, you have Tavares with the no-trade clause. Can't move him. Well, and that's it. I think that's going to be seen in, in, in yeah. a huge mistake very soon. Um, you know, he's he's been... More of a, I think, a harm than than he's been helping the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know that that eleven million dollars could have been used to shore up a lot of secondary and tertiary players. Um, oh, and you wouldn't like they they have a situation where they have two really good top lines, and then they just like sort of fill out the bottom two lines with AHLers or. European players or whoever's cheap, right? Like they're just looking for cheap labor and guys that can skate fast and play. Yeah. Um, at least when I was watching them, I don't know if that's still their philosophy, but um, well, you know, that they, was sort of have, that was where they were going. Uh, <clears throat> they have more all-around players now. Yeah. Yeah, like they have good defensive defensive players. That's one thing that was lacking is they had guys. Uh, on the back end, like Tyson Berry, Morgan Riley, and like it's just, yeah. hey, we can shoot the puck on net, but Jake Gardner, when it comes to our side, uh, whoops. Here, here's here's my thing. I think the Leafs made two big mistakes, okay? Okay. A, they signed Patrick Marlowe to a three-year deal worth $6.25 million per year mm-hmm. and gave him a $14 million signing bonus. Yeah. Uh, I think if you don't sign that deal and you sign James and Reamsdyke and resign him yeah. instead, he, he was paid $7 million in Philly, but I think he would have stayed for $5 million in Toronto. Yeah. So now you're saving money with JVR. Or maybe he didn't want to, and that's why they, but whatever. I think it, you could have got it done, even, even if it's $6 million for JVR. Okay, so you don't, now Marlowe, we have for two years. Traded him in a first to Carolina for like a seventh round pick, just to dump his salary, and then Car- uh, Carolina bought him out. So you sign JVR, and then instead of Tavares, 
you sign some depth pieces in a defenseman, and mm-hmm. you don't trade Kadri. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to. Because you don't have to. So I'm looking at the lineup now of top line, uh, Zach Hyman, because I think we could have resigned him too if we did things, if we don't sign Tavares. Zach Hyman, mm-hmm. Matthews Marner. Second line, JVR, Kadri, Nylander. Mm-hmm. That top six is arguably better than our top six now. I mean, maybe not now. Like, Van Riemsdyk's not what he was. No, but, I mean, he was a 30-goal scorer for us, and I think he could have been yep. with guys like... Cause I mean, that over, cause I mean, well, and, and that was in a top-line role, right? If you, second if you line, put him in a, sec, a second-line role where he can he, match he up against the team's second defense... Well, I mean, for a lot of the time he was playing with, with Kessel. He was playing on that top line with Kessel for, for many yeah, years. Yeah, I guess well, that Kessel. But his last year with us, yeah. he, was, he mm-hmm. was second line with Kadri. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, even if you go back to like a, a Hyman-Matthews-Nylander line, that was great for the Leafs. And then a yeah. JVR-Kadri-Marner lineup. And then third mm-hmm. line, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, you can get guys. It's like, get guys. What, what year get was good. Tavares signed? That was... 2017? No. In 2018. 2018. 2018. Uh, let's see. JV. Tavares. JV. In 2018. Okay, so... 2018. Free agency NHL. Let's just see real quick here. Who was... Who's available? <coughs> okay. So we have James Neal, five years. You have yep. uh, look, no one's off the hop is fantastic. Uh, just going down the list here. There was only one great, I guess. Here, there's no one really. I'm like, oh wow, should I sign this guy? No, it was Tavares, and he was the he was definitely yeah, the prize. Yeah, so Tavares, John Carlson, who resigned for eight years, eight million dollars per year. Then JVR, mm-hmm. who signed for five years, thirty-five million. Paul Stastny, three years, nineteen, bad deal. James Neal, bad deal. Mike Green, bad deal. David Perron, bad deal. John Moore, bad deal. Rick Nash is just retired. Joe Thornton, yep. bad, de- bad deal. Bozak, bad deal. Riley Nash, bad deal. Uh, Michael Gravner to three years, ten million. Yep, that's not nice. Yeah, because didn't he have like one really good season with the Leafs, and then he turned that into a three-year deal? No, I think that was Tyler Ennis who did that. But I don't. Uh, I thought it, I thought Michael Gravner did no, too. He went from Jersey to maybe he did while back. Kamarov, bad deal. I mean, there wasn't Peter Morazic. Jack Johnson, five years, sixteen million. So it wasn't a it wasn't a great great uh, free agency, anyways. But I don't know. I feel like Dubis felt like he had to prove himself a bit. Yeah, cause did yeah, and <coughs> did, you, did you know? I want to come in to make a splash. Did you know that uh, in twenty thirteen, after we fired, who was it? who was the old GM? Super old dude. He went. He was with Vancouver for a bit too. Burke. Brian, Brian Burke. Is that the name? Brian Burke. B R I Brian. The GM. Yeah, yeah, Brian Burke. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the GM of the Leafs for a bit. Mm-hmm. And when they fired him, Kyle Dubis was interim GM for three months, and in those three yeah. months, he drafted Marner, traded Phil Castle, and uh, 
opened up cap space, just like traded uh, away a, f- a few pieces, and, and brought in Zach Hyman yeah. in three months. So, I mean, he's a great GM. I think he is. But I think he's a bit... I, I think crazy. he is too, but it's... I think, yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah. There's still... He still is so... Like, you know, he's like any other hockey guy. He sees it the way that he sees it, and that's the way to do it. Yep. Right? And and yeah. sometimes you're wrong. Like, sometimes you're just wrong. And I think like, so, that, someone like Lula Morello, for example, who we had before, <clears throat> I think with his mm-hmm. experience and respect he he, he gained in the mm-hmm. league, when, mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm Mitch Marner going into contract talk with Kyle Dubas, I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, man, I want seven years, 11 million per, or I'm walking away. Yep. Right? Yep. But now Lula Morello, Lula Morello's like, he's like, fine, oh, okay, get out of here. Go get out of my office. Else. Oh, actually, yeah. I'll take eight million. I'm sorry, Lou. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right? I'm so sorry. things like yeah, Dubas kind of exactly. had to bite the bullet, even on a few trades, right? <clears throat> yeah, and not only that, but as a as a GM, you know, you're... Your whole thing is like who you know. Yep. Right? That that that's that's the value of bringing in a guy like Lou Lamorello when they did is because he had a relationship with yep. every other GM and every other team. You know, a lot of these guys have played for him and you know whatever. So there's a level of respect yeah. that his name carries. That not not only that, but the years of success he had with Jersey, like, you know, he set the culture, everybody fell in line, you know, it was very much like he was the guy running the ship. Not a lot of guys have that reputation, you know, like, that's not, that's not an easy thing to come by in any sport, Um, or just in life in general, right? Like, showing continued success year over year takes time. Yeah, so Um, we we need to wrap up here, but before before we we say au revoir... Um, there's one thing I don't like about Dubis and Sheldon Keith. Maybe it's a good thing, maybe not. So they met each other when it was, it should, it's, is the OHL, uh, Sault Ste. Marie? The, the Sioux Greyhounds. Yeah. So Dubis was the GM and Keith was the... Sioux City Sarsaparilla. Yeah, or whatever. Was the coach of Sault Ste. Marie. And then Dubis became GM of the Marlies and he hired du- Sheldon Keith. Became yeah, so GM that, of, of the Leafs, fired Babcock, and hired Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. It's like... But that's like anything, right? Like, a- any GM wants their guys in place. They they would much rather have a coach that's going to see the game and the world the same way they do. Yeah. Why, you don't want to get into a combative relationship every day. Not at all, right? but it's like, how much of it is like... Like, I have... Ne- I have nepotism. I, like, if you and I work together, mm-hmm. it would be chaos. Yeah. It's like, would I love to, you know, work with you? Sure, it could be great. But it's also like, is it just two friends that are playing My League Online in real life? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's... Anyways. Uh, well, it's interesting. Uh, cause, the, the, uh, anyway, the ninjas you. have uh, guns to my head. Oh, they have they guns? Then they've, 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 they've off the ante. <laughs> They're really up the ante. Okay, they're, so they're guns. T- they, um, we keep making fun of them, they say, and they're, they're tired of it. Well, I guess on the note of guns, uh, we'll call it. Uh, Chris Paul sandwich guns. Um, Peace. You know, deuces, Reese's Pieces. Hey, hi, hey, ho, ha, ha, ha. What he said. Bye. Ditto.